Now it's time for Greg Bishop and the Council Roundup. And the Council Roundup brought to you each and every Wednesday by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to Head West. Their downtown location open for lunch and open for lunch Saturdays as well. Don't forget delivery. Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. All right, a lot to get to from last night's two-hour-long committee of the whole meeting. Alderwoman Purchase was the chair, and uh, she starts the meeting off by acknowledging that... Uh, They've got a long list of speakers to talk about the uh, nomination of Summer Griffith to be the director of the Lincoln Public Library. I understand we have nine speakers here to speak. Oh, no. Talk about participation. <laughs> um, I would ask that... I would you all, if everybody is in favor of Director Summer, could we just have a few people come up to speak, if you don't mind? But if all of you want to speak, I don't want to stop you. Oh, boy. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of speakers there last night uh, in support of Summer Griffith. Uh, we're not going to air them. All right, just don't have the time for it. Uh, it was about 40 minutes long of them speaking, all in support of Summer Griffith, uh, saying that uh, the fact that she uh, is a uh, you know leader in the community uh, and has uh, degrees uh, in other things that aren't uh, library science, uh, that's that's just fine. They said, uh, ultimately saying that uh, she's the right person for the job. Uh, let's go ahead and hear now from uh, some older people who reacted immediately afterwards. Here's Alderman Sean Gregory. As for me, as we're considering this, you know, um, I hear I've heard a lot of a lot of comments about you know degrees and things, and you know from this seat where we're at in War Two, that's that's never in consideration. What's in consideration for me is 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 the people who work for you and what they think about you and 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 things of that nature. So um, I just wanted to let you know that from from this from this seat here. Summer uh, addressed some of that and talked about uh, how nearly uh, a quarter of her staff was there to support her last night clearly the structure with um the assistant director emily and myself and and kurt working together with the phenomenal staff that we have i know we talked last week and i just cannot stress enough that um a thriving library promotes a thriving springfield and as we seek to the future of um, the changing landscape of small cities and as people have more mobility and where they can live and what we can do and quality of life issues this really is something um, that can be a benefit to all of your wards, and I just really look forward to continuing to working with y'all. And, and Alderwoman Connolly jumping in. And I, I hope you know that, I mean, obviously, I've, I've been public about some of my concerns. Sure. And, and I hope that you understand that none of that, none of that was a personal issue. Yeah. I've seen you around. I mean, Got a picture of you in the parade. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> that's that was not my concern. So I certainly yeah. I appreciate everything. I appreciate everyone's comments tonight. Thank you for coming in. Um, thank you for everything that you've you've shared with us and you know, continue to keep an open mind. Yeah, we look forward to the yeah. great things happening. Older woman Desenso also uh, jumping in. Summer, I was also voiced my opinion early on, and you have to understand we have fatigue. Fatigue too. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. You're the fourth. I've been here for five years, and you're the fourth director. That's a lot. That I've been, you know. That's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. So, um, you know, we also have community members and people in our wards that reach out to us yeah. that are librarians and say, 
hey, we have a concern with this or we have a yeah. concern with that. So we have people to answer to as well. Yeah, absolutely. But we do appreciate all of your staff coming here tonight yeah. and talking to us. It was very nice to hear and um, we'll vote next week. Sounds and again, it was about a quarter of the staff. There's about 40 staff members. Nine of them showed up. That's substantial. Uh, so they all spoke in favor of Summer Griffith. So that vote will happen next week. Uh, this after last week, uh, Summer uh, giving a presentation for about 40 minutes about the uh, basically the entirety of the library. Uh, meanwhile, up next for the City Council Committee of the Whole. 275, an ordinance authorizing execution of professional services agreement with Andrews Engineering Incorporated for the Illinois Environmental Protection Agency, Illinois EPA, site remediation program for the former Honeywell Hobbs Corporation site at 1034 East Ash Street for in an amount not to exceed $380,000 for the Springfield Fire Department. All right, so we'll hear some debate about this particular issue. Deals with a new fire uh, home that uh, is going to be, I believe, in the 6th Ward, but uh, there's some remediation that needs to take place, and it's going to cost taxpayers. So stay tuned. We'll get to that next here with Springfield's Morning News. And the Council Roundup, brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to Head West. Their downtown location, open for lunch, and open for lunch on Saturdays. Don't forget delivery. Head West subs when you want a great sub. You've got to head west. All right, hearing the details from last night's Springfield City Council Committee of the Whole. It is the Council Roundup each and every Wednesday brought to you by Head West subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Their downtown location open for lunch and open for lunch Saturdays. So we heard the uh, ordinance being read. It's like $300,000 for remediation at a site uh, with Andrews Engineering. Alderwoman Conley's been asking a lot of questions about this, and she continues her line of questioning about this particular plot of land for a new fire home. We've been waiting for a while to get more information on, on the background of this, this site. Uh, I'm assuming based on this dollar amount that we have... You have an identification of the contaminants that are there. We have an, a plan in place, and so we have an, a better understanding. Could we could we get, get some of that detail of what's going on with the site? So the vendor was there. They addressed some of that. Stipulation that the property has to stay as an industrial commercial property. Right. When we put a fire station on it, it has to be, that NFR letter has to be flipped over to a residential. So in order for that to happen, you've got to have certain remediation done. But what exactly is there? The contaminant concerns are uh, trichloroethylene, cis-1,2-dichloroethylene, um, and vinyl chloride are the main three. So I don't even know what those are, but all right. And it's going to cost $300,000. Why? Because when we submit something to the EPA, they review the plan, and their hourly rates are then applied, and, and the responsible party, which would be the city, would have to pay for their employees' cost and review. So I... I had discussions with Illinois EPA to try to figure out what type of cost that would be, and 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 because the of the the urgency of getting this thing built in 2023, that we would expedite the review of the initial report to them, and so that's a additional fees associated with it. But so extra fees because they want it done expeditiously. Okay, and more about this particular project. The budget didn't include any physical remediation because I don't believe it exists. Most of the contamination is in groundwater and it's somewhat uh, stagnant to the southern, southwestern side of the property. Okay. 
the area where the footprint of the building is at was actually um, in the original Hobbs investigation had no detection of volatile organics. So this is uh, a, a, a building that was once owned by a private company, now no longer owned by the private company. The city took it on. Uh, they found out that there was some uh, uh, environmental remediation needed. And Alderwoman DeCenso reiterating a question she's asked for months about this particular property and why the city of Springfield has to foot the costs. Right. Okay, so I'm going to ask again. Why are we not going back to Honeywell Hobbs to pay this $380,000, and why is the city absorbing that cost? It's a company that's still in business. I'm not asking you. I'm just putting it out there into I'm the universe. I'm not going to answer it. <laughs> you can't answer it? No. Okay. I don't want to. All right. I mean, I think it's a little ridiculous. That's been the whole crux of this Pillsbury issue is we can't, you know, we haven't gone back to them or it's been purchased by so many other people over the years, um, and they took responsibility for it, but... We have an opportunity here to go back to this company and say, hey, pay for this. And we're not doing that. So I'm just trying to wrap my head around that. So we'll, uh, of course, see uh, where this $380,000 environmental remediation goes for this uh, fire home. Uh, meanwhile, next up in front of the city council last night, more tax dollars being spent. It's authorizing a sponsorship payment of $23,000 to ApeFest Incorporated for ApeFest 2022 to be held July 8th through 9th. 2022 for the Springfield Convention and Visitors Bureau. Move to consent. So $23,000 to Abe Fest. Why did I buy tickets to go see a show there if they're getting $23,000? Uh, anyways, um, next, uh, here's uh, Scott Dahl with the uh, uh, Tourism and Visitors Bureau talking about the importance of these dollars and where exactly uh, the money is going to be coming from. Still tax dollars, but it's coming from ARPA money, American Rescue Plan Act dollars, which the city's sitting on like 30 plus million dollars worth well when we uh, passed the FY 23 budget and we put the ARPA initiatives in there there was a line item for local tourism grants that's how the local tourism grants came back yep. okay that's so the that's where this is coming from that's right it's coming okay. from that line item. that's the only reason why they came back perfect and that's, so that's for all of the following amendments also all, all not only fallen here but the last two as well for Juneteenth and for the capital city celebration those were both all ARPA dollars uh, okay. All right, so all ARPA money, but still tax dollars. Uh, here is uh, a couple of other ordinances that are going to be uh, spending those dollars. Ordinance authorizing a sponsorship payment of $10,000 to Capital City Baseball, LLC, doing business as Springfield Horseshoes for the 2022 Springfield Horseshoes baseball season to be held from June 1st, 2022 through August 6, 2022 for the Springfield Convention and Visitors Bureau. So that uh, $10,000 is actually retroactive to the beginning of this month. The next ordinance. A sponsorship payment of $20,000 to the International Route 66 Mother Road Festival Incorporated for the 2022 Route 66 Mother Road Festival to be held September 23rd through the 25th, 2022 for the Springfield Convention and Visitors Bureau. All right, so money going out to uh, these various events for downtown Springfield. Council Roundup on Springfield's Morning News. I'm Greg Bishop on 92.7 WMAY. Still to come this hour, we'll talk with attorney Tom DeVore, but let's blast through this last segment here of the Council Roundup and talk about an ordinance that's up for consideration dealing with how to handle those experiencing homelessness in Illinois. The Council Roundup is brought to you by Head West Subs. 
2022-284, an ordinance authorizing the execution of a redevelopment agreement with Helping Hands of Springfield Incorporated for its Park Street Apartments Program to construction construct housing for families, individuals, and veterans that are homeless utilizing home ARPA funds in the amount not to exceed $800,000 for the Office of Planning and Economic Development. $800,000 project here. Uh, the mayor jumping in about uh, explaining the funding source of this. Again, your tax dollars just depends on which tranche it comes from, either the city's tax dollars or the federal tax dollars. Uh, the home funds are used for a broad range of programs. Home ARPA dollars, uh, that's really under the continuum of CARES guidance. Uh, per HUD, and so that's per their strategic plan, and this fits right into the strategic plan. The uh, reason, aside from that, using home ARPA dollars is that it provides greater flexibility, and, uh, you know, part of the uh, initiative brought up is with regards to uh, case working, things of that nature, so that's why the decision of the uh, home ARPA dollars is being utilized. So, uh, again, just an explanation of sorts and uh, where the money's coming from. Uh, Josh Sabo, he uh, talks about the status of plans that uh, we were told we were going to get at some point this year. There's a lot of hard, great work has been going into that, and I anticipate our steering committee meeting in, in mid-July that we'll come out of that with a working plan that will be distributed to you all, and then a series of community conversations and things will follow at that point. So we have yet to get those plans, though. Uh, more from Josh. True. So that's a, it's a special funding source, and it was just under $2.4 million. In some ways, the funding source is more narrow in that it's really focused on people experiencing homelessness and supportive services. And then compared to regular home, in some ways, it's a little bit broader because uh, instead of just being able to, to fund construction, it can also fund um, supportive services. So a lot of dollars going out there. Uh, more from Josh. So 800000 out of that is a, would be a third of it, um, but this is absolutely a, a good project. Uh, if there's flexibility in other buckets, I guess I'm asking for all of it, right? If, if these funds could come from home dollars and they're, they're an appropriate cost, that would be incredible because then that $2.4 million would still be available to fund what that plan is recommending. But time's of the essence here. Yes, it's summer. We do have concerns about high heat levels, but also you've got winter just around the corner. Alderman Gregory wanting to make sure that there's an urgency behind all of this. You know, I don't want to get to September and then we like, oh, we don't got it. We, we, we don't have it totally figured out of how we need to do it, and, and, and we got to figure out something for the winter. I, I just, you know, I'm a straightforward guy, and that's that's what I want to I want to be prepared before we get there. Alderman Hanauer also wants some urgency and asking, where's this report that uh, the, this group was supposed to put out? On out. I don't know who's who's doing the plan, but I, I, don't, I guess it's a committee or whatever. You got to go back to that committee and say, we got to get it done. Yeah, you'll have it in July. Um, because we're... Like, like Alderman Gregory said, it's get, getting, you know, it's hot now, but the summer's, summer's going to end here pretty, a lot faster than what we want it to, and, and we're going to be in the same situation we've been in every year since I've been on this council, and probably a long time before that. So I, I, I just want to stress, you've got to get this out. Yes. There's no more time. It's the, your, the, the, the clock's ticking. And Josh responds. So it's a lot of it. That, that minutia has created a lot of good conversation. It's been important work, but it's not gone as quickly. I mean, we're in a community that hasn't done any strategic planning in 20 years. And so, you know, it, it's, it's been a hill to climb. It's been slower than I would have liked, but we are at a point to deliver it. And, you know, and I'm very pleased with the, the quality work that's been done. And, and I hope you will be, too. 
So I'm sure that conversation will continue next week because uh, they're looking for a substantial amount of tax dollars there. Uh, meanwhile, up next, City Council Committee of the Whole uh, considering another ordinance. It's authorizing execution of a contract with Enos Park Development, LLC, for purchase of land and all improvements for the 73 parcels of property located in Enos Park and listed on Exhibit A for an amount not to exceed $295,061. Alderman Hanauer um, not really wanting to get into the uh, land bank deal. We seem to have a, uh, we buy the property, it comes off the property tax rolls, and uh, then we are responsible for cutting it, which we, we don't necessarily do the best job is it, cutting our own lots. So Alderman Hanauer talking about how uh, he'd uh, rather not do this and ask how many properties the city actually owns that are vacant right now. Alderman Gregory kind of answering that question for him. You don't want those numbers. <laughs> you don't want them, though. <laughs> so uh, Alderman Gregory reiterating uh, a little bit of what uh, Alderman Hanauer said, but saying that he wants to see uh, the, the community come together and uh, try to revitalize these properties. I, I, I find value in a community that, that is engaged and working and, and wants to develop it. I, 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 I look for ways like that in, in my own community. That's why I was interested in um, the history of, of, this, of this thing, of this deal. So he also talked about how if they do take these properties over, they're going to have to increase their uh, uh, budget for mowing these properties. Uh, but again, this is uh, in the Enos Park neighborhood. You had Michelle Ownby there, uh, part of the Enos uh, Park Neighborhood Association, uh, talking about the significance of these properties. You know, Alderman Hanauer, I certainly uh, understand your concern about the city being in the, the land banking business, but uh, like it or not, I, I think it's safe to say the city already is. I, I certainly don't want to speak for Director Bottom, but my understanding is the city currently owns somewhere around 200 vacant lots already. So, wow. you know, the city's already very familiar with the, the work that goes into maintaining those. And she continues. Um, we have a master plan. We have design standards. We've been actively recruiting, you know, potential developers all along. And, and quite frankly, we would continue to do that even if the city owned the properties. It's only in our best interest to continue to have those conversations. She said they're nonprofits. They don't have any income. Uh, and the properties ultimately do cost tax dollars, uh, property tax dollars that it's hard to come by and then maintaining it all as well. Uh, so we'll see what happens next week with that. All right, next up. Authorizing additional funding in the amount not to exceed $250,000 for the exterior rehabilitation program utilizing the Far East Tax Increment Finance Funds for the Office of Planning and Economic Development. And Alderman Sean Gregory wanting uh, to amend this a bit. The exterior rehabilitation program, and I would like for it to include the interior as well. I do know there are some expenses on the interior that are covered under TIF, and I would like to expand it to... to so he wants to include that. Uh, Alderwoman Purchase also looking to uh, try to lift some of the barriers there may be for uh, residents accessing these types of dollars. Uh, new and unfinished business. Here's uh, Alderwoman DeCenso. Two issues I want to bring up. Um, we already have fireworks blasting off in all the neighborhoods, um, at least around where I live. And I'm already getting complaints about it. So you're already blasting off fireworks, guys. You might want to knock that off. Another issue she said. We can't be having fundraising on the medians when we're trying to prevent panhandlers from being on the medians. A little bit of a mixed message there. And um, uh, we have to be consistent. Yeah, and we still don't have that ordinance that uh, would uh, prohibit panhandlers from getting into the median. Here's Mayor Jim Langfelder. 
So uh, for the council members, there's a ordinance held in committee and we should bring it out and vote on it next week because it's purely a safety issue. I don't care who's on the median. If it's one of us, if it's anybody, nobody should be allowed on the medians. So we'll see if that goes anywhere next week. All right, that's your council roundup here from last night's Springfield City Council meeting on an election night. It was a two-hour meeting, and we brought you the highlights here. All right, that is, of course, the council roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to Head West. Their downtown location open for lunch. Also open for lunch on Saturdays, and don't forget about delivery. Head West Subs.